All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I'm super pumped because we have Lindsay Wander here with us. She originally attended college to become a biomedical engineer. She did some domestic and some international internships, and then she discovered she had a passion for teaching. So for years, she taught STEM in low-income neighborhoods in California. And then at the time, there were financial restraints, time constraints, and all kinds of bureaucratic red tape prevented her from being able to dedicate the one-on-one time to the students that needed it. So she decided to start a tutoring business. And now her mission is to help students of all abilities to not only improve their grades and their scores, but to also learn the skills to become confident and independent lifelong learners and to grow up into competent and conscious leaders. She seeks to empower our youth with the tools to succeed in school, work, and life. I'm going to tell you right now, with everything going on, this is going to be a fire episode. I know there's so much wisdom. I don't want to waste any more time. Just tell us your story. Well, thanks for having me here. And yeah, you're right. I've had a long and windy road to get where I'm at. But you know, looking back, everything was exactly what I needed at that time and has definitely helped develop a skill set that I'm still using today. But you know, a lot of it was as much as I loved the classroom teaching and I taught in low income schools in South Central Los Angeles. When I moved to Chicago, I just found that a lot of schools were really focused on test scores to the point that I was literally handing kids a packet of test questions every single day where one question had nothing to do with the next and they were just analyzing data. And I had a storage unit full of microscopes and dissection kits. And I'm like, come on, like these kids want to learn. So that was the reason why I started the company um, to essentially seek out ways to help those kids where the traditional system is not working for them, which is a lot of kids (laughs) because the traditional system is a little bit of a mess. And also to provide them with the skills that are not necessarily being taught. And as a teacher in a classroom, I understand why they're not being taught. We're we're bogged down with, you know, standards and and test scores that we have to um, achieve certain marks. And we just also often don't have the time to teach those skills, which are extremely important for success. So that's why I say that competent and conscious leaders, because it's more than just having the knowledge. It's also, you know, having the, the right mindset to be able to succeed and lead. Yeah. So what are some things that parents can do to better understand the education system that their child is in right now? Well, you know, 2020 has been a unique year because <laughs> for the first time, parents are starting to get it. <laughs> like I'm getting calls all the time with my par- my kid can't do anything. <laughs> they have no time management skills. They have no task initiation. I'm like, yeah, I know this is, you know, an issue. And what I've really tried to master over the past, you know, 15 years of doing this is how can I intertwine these lessons into everyday activities and experiences? Experiences and also into our tutoring. Some of the, the things that I've been, you know, sharing with parents are simple, simple things such as, you know, allowing space for emotions. A lot of kids, their trouble with anxiety or their lack of focus or their inability to cope stems from they never learned how to self-evaluate and self-monitor their emotions. And that also probably comes a lot from our generation where we were kind of told don't have emotions. I was always told you're crying. I'll give you something to cry about kind of thing. What ends up happening is these kids have all these feelings. They're big feelers, this next generation of kids, but they don't have an outlet for how to act on them. So, you know, I ask parents to give a space for emotion, to pause for emotion, help the kids understand that physical feeling and how it's connected to an emotion. And in teaching, we use this name it, claim it, aim it. So, you know, what are you feeling? I'm feeling this way. How can I direct it? And being proactive about that. What kind of strategies and, and techniques can you provide? provide to your child in advance for when they do feel stressed out, for when they do feel overwhelmed, you know, little little things you can do. So providing those um, is to work on their growth mindset. And that really is 
altered by just changing the way we talk to kids. I know as an adult, a lot of my own things have that have been holding me back is my own self-talk. And when I reflected on it, I realized that my self-talk stemmed from things that were said to me as a child. Whether it's being labeled, you're a math kid, you're a science kid, you're not a business kid. Or if it's things like, um, you can't do this and you, you're not smart enough to do that, whatever it is. And so what we're what I encourage parents to do is to try to change that dialogue for students and even go a step beyond. So a simple one would be adding the word yet to the end of a sentence. So when a kid says, I can't do this, you say, I can't do it yet, you know, or um, changing even our common phrase of if you can be anything you want to be to since you can be anything you want to be. So there's small tweaks in our words that we can say that helps them understand they're capable of anything if they really try. And and that really just sets them up to take take more risks in their learning and to, to explore new passions and interests. I think not just for children, that that's just good for us <laughs> as a adults. We need to get better at that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny you say that because one of the things I do, and my wife calls me on this all the time, and she's she's an educator, and she will always tell me, because I'll say, not right now. And she'll Mm. say, don't just say that. Give them a a reason. Help your son understand why it's not right now, right? And because, But I was always so used to growing up or in the military or even in business, right? You know, Mm -hmm. and that's like a horrible thing. And I didn't realize like the psychological and the mental impact and how that actually impacts connectors in the brain. Um, A lot of parents right now are complaining that their kid is not motivated. And one of my quick fixes for that is explain the why. You know, yeah, they're not motivated to do that homework because they don't see the point. Let's explain the why. You know, what skills are they learning by doing this? Not just the actual skills being taught by the homework, but the skills of completing something. So really, you know, the why is a big one. And kids are so used to just being told to do it and that's it. And actually leveling with them and explaining the why gives them more buy-in. How how are we, how can we get better as parents, as adults in kids' lives, teaching them? It's a great question. I'd say stop just going into fix-it mode and instead be a source of support. So, and I'm victim of this too. I do this as a teacher. When I see a kid struggling, I want to just jump in and help them. But instead, let them go through that struggle and be there to support them and even maybe ask them guiding questions. What can help you with this? What should you do next? Even if it's you know tying your shoe or a difficult calculus problem, whatever it is, let them go through it with your support in doing that, they learn a lot. They learn creative problem solving. They are empowered to do things on their own when they do complete it. But not only that, they learn coping mechanisms and resiliency. They learn that, you know, struggle sometimes happens and that's okay. We're not here to yell at you and say, I can't believe you haven't done this. We're here to support you. And at the end, let's reflect what helped you to achieve this. What caused struggles in the beginning? How can we set up systems? So you have those things that helped in place and the struggles are being minimized. So, and I think that extends even to, you know, schooling and the things we do with our kids. I think that we, everything is very adult centered. We kind of think our kids need to be busy all the time and we have to give them things to do. So I would even extend that to the back off and let them be bored. Um, Let them figure it out. (laughs) You know, there's so much value in that. And then, you know, innovating and creating and taking their own ownership of things and being autonomous. So, you know, every once in a while, just kind of back off and stop directing them all the time 
time. They're, they're really good at figuring things out. So one of the things I've been asking all the people around Christmas is what is one of your favorite holiday myths? So I have a really kooky family. <laughs> I grew up in <laughs> California and what we have done every holiday is really had an open door policy where people can come in. We eat very tra- non-traditional foods. And I think my favorite Christmas was a year we did a uh, seafood boil and we covered the counter with a tarp and just dumped the big, big you know, the big tub out with all the seafood. And we had neighbors and friends and a bunch of people there that weren't necessarily family, but that we loved. And it was, you know, alcohol is flowing and the jokes are being cracked and <laughs> It's more of just an uplifting, silly, enjoyable time. I love that. I think that speaks exactly to who you are as a mm-hmm. tutor and what you're doing and, and your organization. So the last question I'd like to close it out before I give you a chance to tell us where we can find you is what's one real piece of advice you would give to anyone listening? So my best piece of advice, and I think this is good for everyone to hear, is to trust your intuition much more than you probably already do. Like I said in the beginning, I had a long and windy road, but every single time I made a choice to do something. I did it because I knew it felt right to me. And, you know, even now when I'm working with kids, we, we tend to box kids in, we tend to label them. And I really encourage them to trust their own gut feeling on things and, you know, find their unique voice and, and look for their own personal interests and really just follow that gut feeling. Tell everyone how they can find you, connect with you, learn more about what you're doing, get involved with your tutoring. So the best place to start is the website. It's WorldWise with an S, Tutor. That's where you'll learn about all of our services, along with blogs that I've been putting up there for parents to help them with this work-life balance. And now that they're teachers, you know, how can they teach kids at multiple levels and how do they motivate their kids and a bunch of things that, you know, we do as educators and trying to share with the parents. I also have on there a student handbook with a bunch of resources for students to access. And I'm on all social media. So you can look up Worldwide Tutoring anywhere. Um, To Be Coming Soon is my website for my nonprofit, which is giving our same high quality tutoring, but to low income minority students. And the nonprofit is called Educate, Radiate, Elevate. Um, So check out the website, which will be educateradiateelevate.org. So thank you so much for coming on and keeping it real, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. All right. That's a wrap. So if you liked it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listened at. And as always, thanks for listening. Keep it real.